keep calm in a hurricane can't catch my breath chaos coming around again I'm spinning so fast I can't see clear what the future brings got no crystal ball overwhelmed by so many things and feeling so small my arms may not be strong but I Hello, I'm Reverend Jen Wild, and I'm here with you again today with a group of questions on cards. This first one is, when did your life change for the better? That's an interesting question. It assumes that there was a time when my life was worse. <laughs> um, so let me put that aside. I believe my life started changing for the better when I really started listening to my own intuition and when I really started giving in to the things that were kind of moving me forward. You know, we have this wonderful inner dialogue that goes on, at least it does for me, that says, do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this. And I lived in the early part of my life with a lot of hesitation. And at one point, I just got to that place of I wasn't going to do that anymore. And if that required taking a risk or whatever, that's what I did. So I'd have to say, when I started listening to that inner voice, that's when things started to change. This one says, how do you manage stress? <laughs> um, I do my best not to call it stress. I refer to it as other things. Um, the term stress has got a lot of negative connotations. Um, but what I know is, and I've, I know I've spoken about this in, in talks, so many of you who've been listening to me know this, is that it's an ongoing process, it's an ongoing practice. And if I have a spiritual practice to tap into and to tune into, that's the piece that can move me through whatever's going on, whatever hesitation I'm having, whatever uh, challenge might be taking place in my life. So in alignment with that, what just came to mind is that eating healthy, getting the right amount of sleep, taking care of the physical being, that's a huge part of that. And so I'd have to say that that's a part of it. And then I pray every single day. This says, what in life is beautiful is beautiful to you. What in life is beautiful to me? I would have to say that list is limitless. Um, from the time I get up in the morning till I walk outside and breathe the fresh air, looking at the Colorado sky, the mountains, nature. Nature is so amazing, so phenomenal, especially, especially now at this time of year with the autumn and the leaves changing and the, and the feeling different in the year. It's one of my favorite times 
So I would have to say that, that brings a lot of beauty. But then in addition to that, the children, the people, connecting with another person, having a conversation that just kind of lights up for a moment, that expands my thinking and gives me something new to look at or think about or consider. I find all of those things absolutely beautiful. Please pray with me. As we move into this time of connection and awareness, we are reminded that there is a power, the power of God, that exists in, of, and through all things, all life. We know that God is everywhere present. Just as God was here yesterday, God is here today and will be here tomorrow, never ending, always here. And so I know that today is blessed. Today is a perfect gift. It is a day we have never lived before and we will never live it again. May we enjoy it. May we celebrate it. May we make it all that it can be. And as we turn our attention to this message, may we open our hearts and minds knowing that what needs to come to us does. What needs to feed us does. And I know right here and right now that all people, all people who come together in connection, in love, are blessed by God. I know it is good and perfect. I know it is absolutely the work of the divine. I simply let this go and let it be. And so it is. This year has been described as unique, as interesting, as disconcerting, confusing, challenging. There have been high emotions around the things that have transpired this year. A lot of complaining, a lot of adjusting and shifting. I cannot tell you how many times I have heard that we are living in uncertain times. So my question that we want to look at today is, how are you moving through this? What are you doing to support yourself? Because I come forth every Sunday with a message, a brief message, and there are many centers and many churches doing the same thing, but each one of us is responsible for our own actions, our own reactions, our own insights. And so what I want to look at for just a couple of moments today is, what are we doing? What are we doing to support ourselves in this process? And the thing that comes to mind is, what is the individual practice for each of us? I'll share something with you. I am challenged from time to time just as you are, I am certain. And in the past few weeks, I could feel this kind of pressure showing up in my world, this kind of uh, 
pushing kind of sense that I was supposed to be going somewhere or doing something, and it, and it began to feel uncomfortable, greatly uncomfortable. And I didn't take a whole lot of time to, to look at it and to, to dissect it. I just kind of kept moving along. Until one day last week, I got up that morning, and Lotus and I went out for our walk, and I just felt agitated. My, my body didn't feel like I was moving well, and, and I wasn't enjoying the walk, and, and she was not behaving well at all. <laughs> and I know many of you are saying, well, she was responding to you. Yes, she was. And by the time we got back home, I just, I just felt out of sorts. And there was no real reason that I could pinpoint, but I, I could feel it. I could sense it. And I allowed the day to progress. And as the day progressed, it got worse. And I became frustrated, had some incidences where I felt angry and, and just done. <laughs> I'm sure you've never felt that way. By that late afternoon, I was noticing my mannerism and my energy was showing up in conversations on the phone. And I wasn't pleased with it, but I didn't stop it. I didn't try to shift it. And I went from one conversation to another conversation to another conversation, getting more agitated with each situation. I wasn't yelling at people, and I wasn't saying mean things, but what was going on in my body was huge. Now, the good news about my life is, is I'm never very far away from some type of spiritual shift. Whether I bring it forth myself or someone shows up at the door or on the phone, uh, it, it happens. I, I, I can't stay in that stuck, icky spot for very long. And as life would have it, that evening was our Practitioner 2 class. And the students got together, and I was there, and I was feeling not in a good space to be facilitating a class on spirituality. And I said to Clydeen Smith, many of you know her, she's one of our practitioners, I said, you need to pray us in. I'm not doing so good. I'm not in a good place, and here's all of the things that I want to let go of. And I started throwing out this list of this agitation and this feeling like I was being pressured and this um, possible anxiety and this just this, this um, negative, I guess you would call it, outlook. And so I kind of gave her this list, and, and so she took us all into prayer. And in that prayer, I began to feel my whole being shift. And she made a statement that was something along the lines of, may we let go of the small self. Now, in case you don't know what that is, the small self is ego. And as soon as I heard those words, it was like something in my heart just kind of melted a little bit, and my whole being shifted for the remainder of the day. It was beautiful. It was, it, I was grounded. I was back in that place of, of where I like to operate. And when we closed out the prayer, the students started talking about the things that they do that are their spiritual practices that support them when things like that show up. <laughs> we learn. We learn from one another. I remember sitting there thinking, wow, where today did I take the time to shift? Where in my day did I grab a hold of that phrase that I like to say over and over again or that quote that I like to look at and read? Where did I go into those places, that place and moment of prayer, of just being with God and being connected? And I hadn't. I hadn't done that. 
And so as we moved into our class, we all began to share these ideas and, and what are these practices. And I got a, a huge amount of ideas from them, from, from having a drum and striking a drum, to using a chant, to going into prayer, to singing a song, to dancing. We have so many things that we can do for ourselves. And so what I want to look at today is what do you choose? Because yes, you can pick up the phone and reach out to a practitioner or you can contact me or whomever and ask for prayer support. But we have to start right here. It has to come from here. And I know for myself, it is just a matter of time before my body kicks into gear when something in my emotions and my mental health aren't working right. And then I have an ache or a pain or a headache. And I don't want to live in that world. I don't want to have those things attached to me. Marilyn Ferguson says this, if we are to find our way across troubled waters, we are better served by the company of those who have built bridges, who have moved beyond despair and inertia. The talk title today is Bridge Over Troubled Waters. And I love this because who are the people that we reach out to? Don't we want to talk to people who build bridges, who are all about connection, who are all about spiritual support and well-being? Because I know there have been times in my life when I'm disgruntled, and I just want to complain. And I don't really want somebody to shift me out of it. I want to stay there for a while. I don't know what that's about. I don't have that happen very often, but it's happened. And so I'll reach out to someone who likes to grumble with me, who's going to jump right in there with me, and we can both just grumble, and we can just build this whole case about whatever's going on. But what I encourage you to do is to look at that idea of, first of all, what can I do for myself? And then what, who can I reach out to? Who is the person that is a bridge builder who will support me in moving through this and past this? So this week, I'm encouraging you to find that thing that supports you. Maybe it's a stone that you can hold in your hand. Maybe it's a, it's, it's a passage in, in a book, in a writing. Maybe it's just sitting down with a blank journal and writing for yourself. Because we moved into this time months ago. I know you know that. And we had no idea we would still be doing what we're doing eight, ten months later. No idea. I wish I had known that. I would have liked to have had a little bit of that foresight. I don't know what I would have done with it. But sometimes I keep telling myself it would have been great to have known we'd still be doing this in October. You see, what happens is chaos comes into our lives. Something happens and it throws us off kilter. Something takes place that we weren't expecting or we didn't invite it in. That's where I get. That's where the little, the little self comes in, that wonderful thing called ego. Gets all disgruntled because I didn't ask for this. And so therefore, someone is doing it to me. And when we slip into that someone is doing it to me mindset, we go into that place of victimhood. It's tough to get out of that. It's really challenging to get out of that. And if you don't know this about the ego, what the ego does for is, us is it's designed to keep us safe. We moved into a time of unknown everything months ago. 
And the ego is screaming at us to don't go outside and don't go this and don't do that and don't take a risk. Let's stay home. Let's stay safe. Let's hibernate. Let's hide out. And that's the small self. And what we want to tap into is we want to tap into the self with a capital S, that God self, that higher being, that presence within us that supports us. So I invite you to take a look today, this week, as you're reflecting, and consider what you were doing in February of 2020. We kind of knew something was happening. We kind of could ignore it. It wasn't such a big deal. It kind of was a big deal, whatever. Where were you? What were you preparing for your life for this year? What things did you have in place to support you? And then I invite you to consider where you were at the end of March, such a short time later when everything seemed to have changed. And now we've had to change with it. And whether we believe what we're being told or not, whatever our perspective is, we are all still in alignment with social distancing, wearing a mask, keeping ourselves safe, being safe for others. And there's a huge focus on all of this for all of us. I encourage you to look at whatever this practice is for you and incorporate it every single day. That's why we call it practice. We don't teach the idea of ignoring reality. And there's a whole lot of um, controversy about that idea. What we teach is whatever you focus on becomes bigger than life in your world. If you are focusing on the negativity, on the what you can't have, on what you can't do, those things will seem to blossom out of control for you. But if we can focus on the positive, waking up in a nice bed, having a, a nice home, having food in the refrigerator, being able to turn on the faucet and water come out, and put those gratitudes out there, then we can move through this. Absolutely, we can. Ernest Holmes says this, we believe the ultimate goal of life to be a complete freedom from all discord of every nature, and that this goal is sure to be attained by all. He spoke with such an assuredness, we can have this. We can have this. We can have this, and we can have the freedom from all discord, all of it. And since that evening and that beautiful prayer and that connection I had with the practitioner students and Clydeen, that's exactly how my life has been. It has shifted. I have shifted. And every day I have my practices. I have the things that I do that bring me to that place of peace. And I'm paying attention so that if something shows up and it feels a little wonky, I can get it addressed right away. I don't have to wait for eight hours till I'm ready to explode. There's a song that we used to sing at the end of our services. And I know a lot of our centers still do. It's called Let There Be Peace on Earth. And in that song, it says, and let it begin with me. And so that's what I want us to do this week is to go back to the beginning, begin with ourselves. And I want us to pay attention to the idea of compassion. When I practice compassion, 
my day goes so differently than when I am choosing judgment and criticism, whether it's towards me or towards somebody else or towards an event. And so I want to think about this because compassion is a part of the power of love. And it brings us to a greater consciousness. So it helps us to expand in our awareness and, and our ideas. And then I want us to think about how we can increase that and increase that potency in our community and our community connection. I have a quote here from Louise Hay. When we create harmony in our mind and heart, we will find it in our lives. The inner creates the outer, always. And so this week as we're looking at this and we're looking at what practices to incorporate for our inner being, let us be reminded that whatever's going on inside here is going to show up out here. And if everything out here is driving me a little crazy, there's probably some crazy going on here. And we can shift it. We can change it. We can adjust it. Another practice that I have learned so clearly the past months is the practice of giving. When I am in a place of self-beat-up or doubt or lacking that fear that I talk about so much, and I have those moments, I'm human too. If I give to someone else, if I support someone else with, with prayer or listening or conversation or even giving money, my whole being changes because one of our spiritual practices is the practice of giving. And so what I want to encourage you is to look at this as well. This is, a, this is a place where we can do more, be more, have more. The idea of giving. Many of our spiritual centers are challenged because we're not coming together in a collective space where a basket is passed in front of you and you can put money into it. So as part of that call to action this week, I encourage you to consider the gift of financial support. At the close of this message, there will be a flyer that shows up that tells you all of the different ways that you could give money to New Dawn. And we take that money and we use it for our operations and we take a percentage of it and we send it back out into the community and support others. And so if you decide that that feels right for you and that's something that you can do, I encourage you, I, I ask you to consider that, to take those steps. So find your practice this week. Figure out what it's going to be for you so that you know that from that place of responsibility to self that you can support you first because then we will be strong enough to support the rest of the world. Please pray with me. As we bring this time to a close, we know that we are blessed. We know that we are perfect. We know that life is perfect. And regardless of the conditions that we see and the experiences we have, we can move into that inner sanctuary where we know we are guided, guarded, directed, and protected by God, in God, and as God. Mm. This week, may we look to those practices that support us that help us move through troubling times or challenging times or just those times when we're not quite sure what's going on. And may we also connect with one another at a level that we can be loving and supportive and feel loved and supported. 
this, this is what community is. This is who we are. And so I just give great thanks. I give great thanks for the very privilege we have to speak with God. I give thanks for the ability to put a prayer out into the universe and know that the answer is always yes and that good comes forth. And I give thanks knowing that we have all of the months behind us and what lies ahead of us is better, brighter, bigger, and more beautiful. Mm, May we own that. May we embrace that. May we continue to give thanks for all of the good in our lives. And so I just let this go. I turn these words over to the mind of God where everything is already done, where it has already taken place, knowing it's perfect and knowing it's good. We let it go. We let it be. And so it is.